0: Welcome to Restored Life Radio. At Restored Life, we believe you were created for a great purpose with great promise and provision. That's why we're here. We're here to help you overcome the obstacles that keep you from the pinnacle you were meant for. And now, here's our Restored Life coach, Dwayne Wolfe. The title of our message is Trees That Bear Fruit. Let's go to Psalm 1, Trees That Bear Fruit. And let's start with Psalm 1. And uh, read this passage out of the New International Version. Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, or stand in the way of the sinners, or sit in the seat of mockers. Or in other words, blessed is the man who does not hang with those who smoke, chew, drink, and run with girls who do. Whatever, I'm just teasing. But his delight is in the law of the Lord his what his what Light. is in the law of the Lord. now, the law would have referred to the Torah, it would have referred to the Pentateuch, the first five books but but now we know that this scripture also can be extrapolated everybody say extrapolated. no one knows what that means but This scripture now can be used in a broader understanding to infer or to represent the whole of the Word of God. Because when this was written, the Word of God was the Torah. But now the Word of God is 66 books. It's been canonized, set apart. Recognize this is God's Word to us. Amen. So blessed is the man who makes his delight, and the woman, and the teenager, and the child, who makes his delight in the Word of the Lord. And on his Word, he meditates day and night. Now, we might say that uh, like in every situation, everything that comes up, driving down the road, working on stuff, things falling apart, bills coming in, house needing repair, child issues, in every situation, the one who meditates on the Word of God is blessed. Blessed. Huh, I wonder what God would have me do here. Huh? I wonder what the god what, what the word says about this, huh? I wonder how the word would have me to think about this, huh? I wonder meditate means rehearse, muse, chew on, right? The uh etymology for meditate, uh it's the same word that we get ruminate from. It's also the same word that defines how a cow processes food. Like seven or eight stomachs, right? And the way the cow processes the food is that the food, you know, I'm not, I don't know much about how it happens, but, you know, the food keeps coming up through these stomachs, and it goes through these stomachs several times until it's fully digested, till every shred of nutrition is sucked out of that food. Now, pigs only have one stomach, and they digest really fast. And the crud goes right into the meat, so stay away from those things. You think I'm messing with you, but I'm telling the truth. Okay, but cows, cows are amazing. All right, so be a cow. Everybody look at each other and say moo. No, don't do that. That's crazy. But the idea is that the Word of God is like filled with life and it's filled with nutrition. It's filled with everything that you need for every situation. And blessed is the man who meditates, who ruminates, who chews on, who, who uh, 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 brings it up again. The gross word would be regurgitates. Blessed is the man who brings the word up again. Well, I've heard that word before. Well, I've dealt with that word before. Well, I heard that word once. Well, I thought about that word again. Bring it up again. Bring it up a seventh time. Bring it up and, and, and chew on it again because there's more in that word for you for this situation. Oh, it's amazing how one scripture can apply to 15 different things. How one scripture can be applicable to so many things during your week or during a day. One scripture can have enough nutrition, enough life in it to feed, to provide, to nutriate, to settle. 10, 15 things in a day. So you bring it up again. She on it again. And get the life out of that Scripture. He is like a tree planted by streams of water which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. That's kind of an odd deciduous tree. Kind of an odd deciduous tree. This is a cross between a deciduous and an evergreen. Because you got a leaf. The leaf doesn't wither, but you bear fruit in season. I'm just messing with you some more. You all right? Like, what is he talking about? I don't know. It's a tree with a leaf. It's a tree that bears fruit. It bears fruit at the proper season. And the leaf never withers. Wow. So it's like you're green all the time, but you're bearing fruit when you need to bear fruit. And whatever... He or she does, prospers. And what what is the what is the uh, context of this prosperity? What is the context of this fruitfulness? Uh, meditating the word of God. That at the root level, what you're feeding your roots with. What you're feeding your roots with is the Word of God. And I love the streams part because the streams speaks of presence. It speaks of presence. The springs speak of presence. This person is a worshiper. They love the presence of the Lord. This person is is in covenant, but this covenant is an intimate covenant. It's a covenant of presence. They love the presence of God. Thanks again for tuning in to Restored Life Radio. We're so glad that you're with us. Restored Life Radio is brought to you in part by New Horizon Church. New Horizon is a church created for your restoration. We meet right off of the freeway in Fife, exit 137 central to the whole Puget Sound. Join us at New Horizon this weekend and come and visit our website, www newhcc.com that's newhcc.com come and discover a new horizon with us if you want to call us by the telephone 253-922-1502 we'd love to hear from you love to connect and get you to the restored life seminar Matthew 12 let's go over there we've been talking about uh, we've been talking about trees and uh, last week we just talked about these vital trees within your life, and how every one of us have trees within our lives. This particular scripture, Psalm 1, 1 and 2, talks about the life as a tree, but we talked last week about how that your life itself has many trees within it. Your life has many trees within it, and each one of those trees is meant to bear profitable fruit, but those trees can only bear profitable fruit if the seed bed of those trees is the Word of God. So we've talked about how sexuality is a tree within you. It's either going to be perverse, it's either going to be twisted, it's either going to be messed up and producing bad fruit, or it's going to be sanctified, redeemed, restored, and feeding off of the seedbed of puberty and covenant-keeping, right? It's going to be feeding off of a right seedbed, the seedbed of the Word of God. And if it feeds off of the seedbed of the Word of God, and you yourself are knit to God in presence-centered intimacy, then there's going to be good fruit that comes out of that tree of sexuality. Purpose and vocation is a tree within you. It's inescapable. It's part of your nature. It's part of what you must have. It's part of what you're wired to have. It's it's part of what you're driven to have. It's part of what you seek to identify. What is your purpose? What is your destiny? What is your vocation? What are you to be doing? If the seedbed is good, if the seedbed is the word of God, if the seedbed is the word of God then the seed bed will come up through the roots and that tree of vocation and purpose will flourish and produce good fruit. Let's look at Matthew 12. And we'll just touch on it again here quickly. Either make the tree good. Again, I like this because the inference here, this is Jesus. He rebuked the Pharisees, but then He says something to them. You either make the tree good, and it's fruit good. If you make a tree good, the fruit will be good. In other words, things don't start out here at the fruit level. Oftentimes, we're working on the fruit level. People criticize us on the fruit level. Things happen to us on the fruit level. We ourselves see the fruit level, but you can't get different fruit by changing the fruit. You can only get different fruit by changing the root. You can only change the root or purify the root by changing the seedbed, what you are seeding those roots with. Right? So he says, you either make the tree good and its fruit good or the tree bad and its fruit bad for the tree is known by its fruit. You brood of vipers, how can you being evil speak what is good? for out of the mouth, or the mouth speaks out of that which fills the heart. The good man out of his good treasure brings forth what is good. The evil man out of his evil treasure brings forth what is evil. Just another way of him to say, you know what? It's the heart that is the most important thing. Look at somebody and say, the heart is the most important thing. Fifteen of you did that. Look at somebody and say, the heart is the most important thing. The participation level went up to 35. Look at somebody and say, your heart is the most important thing. Now, those of you who did it previously, you just looked at me and grinned. So, therefore, we only went up to 65. Look at somebody and say, your heart is the most important thing. Still, people just grinning at me. What is up with this? Disobedience in the house of God. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20. Go over to Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20 with me. Listen, 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 listen. We've been learning that your heart is made out of two spiritual elements, the spirit and the soul. It's the soul that contains the information and the passions, desires, and the needs of these segments or spokes, spheres, or pillars of life. They dwell in the soul realm. So the part of your heart that is the most important thing is not so much the spirit part of you, that's already regenerate, where the Spirit of Christ dwells, where the Holy Spirit lives, where you've been stamped with righteousness, where the witness of truth comes, the most important part for you to work on in your heart is the soul part of your heart, mind, will, emotions, reasoning, and imagination. Mind, will, emotions, reasoning, and imagination. This is the most important part of your whole life that you work on. We've been talking about de-weeding the heart. We've been talking about all of the things that we need to do with this part of our heart, the soul side of our heart, the soulish, solical part of our heart, all of the things that we need to do with that part of our heart because your whole life is set in motion your whole future is decided by that part of your heart as it now corresponds with the born again spirit with the regenerate spirit proverbs 4:20 my son give attention to my words incline your ear to my sayings do not let them depart from your sight. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For they are life to those who find them and health to their whole body. Wow! The Word of God is life to those who find it and the Word of God is health to your whole body. Watch over your heart with all diligence or guard your heart. Restored Life is the ministry built and developed, designed to help you rebuild your foundation and restore your garden. We know that every single person faces sabotage, difficulties, every kind of obstacle and oppressive power to harm and to ruin their future. And so we are here to help you get restored and discover how to walk in restoration. Call us today, 253-922-1502, 253-922-1502, and ask about the Restored Life classes today. Guard your heart. Guard your heart. Guard your heart. Guard your heart. Guard. Watch over. Watch over. Be the watchman. Watch over. Guard. The King James is guard. This is the NIV is watch over. Watch over your heart. With what? With all diligence. With a gun. Watch over your heart. with with And be armed about it. Watch over your heart. Oh, because the enemy. Because life. Because crud. Because the curse. Because every kind of evil wants to sneak into your heart, and if it gets into your heart, it brings with it spiritual power. See, every principle, all principle, all truth and all deception is knit together with spiritual power. It's impossible for truth to exist without the witness of the spirit. It's impossible for deception to exist without the witness of the demonic spirit. The principles of life don't exist in a void. Fact is, when we define When we define life, we're defining something that a spirit has set in motion. Words are just a way to explain spiritual power. Words are definitions of spiritual power. Words don't exist on their own. They define that which has been released by spiritual power. So when we don't guard our heart and we let crud in even soft little crud tender little crud gentle little crud Yeah I know that yeah the employment employment stuff is really it's still kind of a big problem around here and it's probably probably why I'm not finding work That reasoning every Every framework of reasoning defines something that releases with it spiritual power, and that spiritual power is meant to bring forth either good or it's meant to either bring or bad evil, right? So we have to guard our heart because if we let these things into our heart, it's not just letting in seeds. Words are seeds. But those seeds actually have spiritual power to bring about either life or to bring about death. So guard your heart. Guard your heart. For out of it flow the springs of life out of your heart flows the springs of life one translation says out of your heart flows the boundaries of life what are your boundaries are you a forty acre person eighty acre person hundred acre person thousand acre person how many people can you touch How many tasks can you handle? Well, I think I can handle about five things. Then that's all you can handle. See, because even as it says in Proverbs 7.23, as a man thinketh, so is he. Out of the heart, out of the heart, out of the heart, out of the heart flows or is determined the boundaries of life. I was thinking this morning as we were preparing to go into the Word and just getting ready for the Word, Pastor Joel's getting ready to pray over the Word, I was just thinking this morning that that really, you know, that faith and the Word of God is such a powerful framework for revival and we just want to be so careful that we recognize how powerful faith is and in terms of a, a spirit of revival in our midst and how how God is moving in our midst but he also wants and is desiring to partner with us with a spirit of faith and that God is not going to move in our midst uh, 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 um Aside from us, He wants to move with us. You know, it literally says that none of those concerning Israel who went into the promised land, it says none who were of unbelief were to go in. Only of those who were of faith were to go in. In other words, God was going to see to it that the whole revival or the whole future was actually prolonged It took 40 years because it took 40 years to kind of die off and get rid of those who were of doubt and unbelief. So that only those who would go in would be of faith. And and it's very similar today. God can't take you in in unbelief. God can only take you in in faith. And so He will prolong that which is before you, that goodness that He's ordained for you. He'll even lead you with it. He'll show it to you. He'll give you visions of it. He'll help you understand it. It'll be like the carrot in front of the rabbit, but He won't let you go in until you deal with the doubt, the fear, the unbelief, the rebellion, the stubbornness, the pride, the arrogance, the self-will, the negativity, the self-pity. Come on, somebody. The rejection and the easy, easy offense. He, he wants you to deal with these things and get them out of your heart, out of your soul, and get into a spirit of faith, a spirit of love. Cooperating with the Holy Spirit. Cooperating with the fruit of the Spirit. How many of you think the fruit of the Spirit's important? Well, I'm just thinking, you know, God could blow in here and blow up and blow out. But we could have for ourselves a three-week revival. Or He could blow in and blow us up. Then there's no blowout. And we could have for ourselves a 50-year revival. The Moravians had a 100-year prayer meeting that never ended. There's revivals. There's revivals. See, we think of revival as a blow in, blow up, and blow out. We think of revival as some event that takes place that uh, energizes us, charges us up, and and then it's over. We go back to normal and back to normal for so much and so many of us is really not normal at all. So God wants to blow in, energize, change, redeem, restore us so that that becomes normal, so we don't go back to normal, we become normal. And the new normal, the new normal is walking with God, producing fruit in season. You've been listening to Restored Life Radio. For more information on the Restored Life Institute, contact us at 253-922-1502.